This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to, to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. My name. Is <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. You ready, Drew? Yes, sir. I want you to tell me, think back on you as a young girl in Louisiana and, and what hunting and fishing, how did you get exposed to it? You know, what did it mean to you and your family and your dad and stuff like that? Well, hunting to my family when I was growing up didn't mean anything because we didn't hunt. We grew up outdoors, you know, like most Cajun families, fishing, going to Grand Isle, going crabbing in the surf. Um, so I did get exposed to a lot of outdoor activities in that way, but I never went hunting. And something inside me kind of always called me to it. And I don't know what it was because, you know, I didn't have brothers, moms, dads, cousins. Nobody, you know, grew up telling me stories about their hunting trips. I just felt like there was something else that I wanted to do out there. And I always had a drive. You know, I wanted to go with the boys. I wanted to follow all my guy friends when they went to the hunting camp because something told me that I would love it. And I was right. And, you know, now, now that I, I'm the one in the family who hunts and I get to tell 
my outdoor family, you know, because they still do go outside and fish and they love it. You know, I get to tell them about my hunting adventures. And one cool thing I've learned recently is, um, so my family is from Acadiana in Louisiana, which is a region of Cajuns, and they grew up living off the land. So they hunted, they trapped, they made their living by taking people through tours, you know, back through the bayou, back to, to get crawfish and things like that. And it, it's kind of it's funny how it's come full circle. So you've, you know, you have obviously opportunities now to talk about hunting to people that don't hunt. Mm -hmm. How do you describe hunting to people who, that don't hunt? I do describe hunting to people that don't hunt. Um, you know, my, my parents, my mom in particular, you know, she is big into scare the animals, don't shoot them, you know, I mean, obviously a joke, but when she sees the passion in what I do, um, you know, not just going out and hunting, I bring them food back, I bring them meat back, and, and they see that I've taken great measures into making sure that we respect the animals we hunt, we respect the land that we hunt. It, it's, it's about respect, it's about, you know, your life, it's about feeding you, your family, it's about what you're passionate about. Um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know a more passionate group of people than hunters. I, I couldn't name one. And honestly, if, if, if I could do one thing, it would be a challenge any, any non-hunter, not even just to hunt, but to go and experience what a hunter sees and your life will be forever changed. So there's the stereotype around duck hunting. You're not that stereotype. So I want you to talk through that. So stereotypes for duck hunting. You know, I, I think honestly that depends who you ask because there's grandpas, uncles, groups who grew up, you know, duck camp was no place for a woman and they have that ingrained in them. And now that they have, you know, daughters, granddaughters like me, who are going out there, waking up before them, setting out decoy spreads, getting it done, those times are changing. And it's becoming more and more accepted for a woman to be out there duck hunting, you know, and honestly, probably having to do, you know, pull her weight a little bit more to make sure that, you know, she's not looked down on for being out there. She's not, you know, made to feel like, like a girl out in the middle of the woods. You know, the girls that want to go out there duck hunting, because it's a special breed that wants to go out there at 3 a.m. and sit in the rain. They're true hardcore hunters. I want you to describe to this audience as you're leaning up against a tree in the dark. Just close your eyes and just describe you know, that, that two hour span, condense it into 30 seconds, but just 
this is why. If you've ever hunted in the timber, you would understand, in my opinion, it's the most special place on earth. When you see those ducks breaking from heaven, I mean, just coming straight down at your face, at that point, it's not about pulling a trigger. It's the show. You're getting the show of a lifetime. and and. Honestly, a lot of people, they're so in awe by that, they don't pull the trigger. So it's not necessarily going in there and shooting anything that flies. You're witnessing something truly special. From a woman's perspective, if you want to say, tied to duck hunting. From a woman's perspective, you know, it... I can't speak for every woman, I can't speak for every girl, but I've come to know a lot of hardcore duck hunters, men, women, whoever, and when you really care about what you're doing out there, the gender goes out the window. You're there to pull your weight, you're there to make it happen for you, for the group, for whoever you're hunting with, you're there for the ducks, you're there for the geese, you're there as a hunter, you're there as a duck hunter, you're, you make it happen with the weight you pull, with how much you care, with the time and effort put into it, it's going out there scouting, it's setting out the spread, it's, you know, calling, not everybody can call and that's okay, it's knowing your strength and using that to go out there and duck hunt. I mean, go out there and, and make it happen. And as a woman, don't let anybody make you feel like you can't do it because of, you know, your name or your gender or anything like that. If you want it bad enough, go do it. So why is the Blood Origins Project important to the hunting community? Blood Origins is important to the hunting community, um, honestly, the everybody, because everybody has their own unique story. And I think telling these stories, letting people share their, their experiences with other people, hunters and non-hunters, brings the world a little closer together. And it opens up the world to things that, you know, people might have only wished for or thought about, and they get to experience it through these stories that are being told, and then maybe have their own story next someday. Next question, easy one. Why is it fun to hunt? Why is it fun to hunt? What's not fun about hunting? I mean, <laughs> You know, there, there are days when, it, when it's not fun. I'm gonna start with, with what's not fun about hunting. There are days you're waking up at 3 and 4 a.m., 2 a.m., you know, 1 a.m., whatever, and you might go out there, you might get, not get anything. And it's those days that really show you 
why the fun in it matters. Why when you go out there and you get to have a successful hunt with your friends, you get to spend that time with your friends, your family, it, it sh it's the bad that sh makes the good so special. And going out there, um, you know, getting, getting to experience nature, getting to experience wildlife with the people you care about the most, that's, that's something that's very unique and, and you, can't, you can't buy that. You can't, you can't go to the mall and buy that. And it's the work, it's, it's you know, seeing, seeing your dog, your, your lap dog, go retrieve a duck and bring it back to you. It's, it's every little thing like that that is fun. I mean, it, it's just, it, it makes hunting so special. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.